<laughs> All right, so today we are playing uh, Necropunk, which is the English translation of the Italian game El Granaglio. Um, it is a amazing game that kind of uh, features a post-apocalyptic world where the birth rate has dropped and people just started dying at a higher degree. Um, a couple uh, decades later, and humanity is at the cusp of survival, uh, surviving behind the walls of Florence thanks to a brilliant scientist uh, named Elisabetta. Uh, who discovered a way using um, her advanced science and medical degrees and stuff like that uh, to reanimate the dead and use them as a workforce. And thus, the Citadel of Sciences was born within Florence and the remainder of humanity uh, survives within these walls. Today, we are hanging out with these beautiful podcasting people um, to go through an adventure in the life of a little slice of life of necropunk um so yeah I'm, I'm really excited about this we all have our cards the decks have been made based on the pregens that they chose uh we have a really interesting thing that we have two militia which is always cool to have i think one of the first times i i played this and, and enjoyed it i was a militia and it's just always a, a fun time being uh, the the prosecutor, uh, the Sherlock Holmes, uh, the Punisher, uh, Judge Shred, all these things wrapped up into one uh, during this uh, very difficult time. Uh, so before we start off, any questions regarding anything, really? Um, I think like like Battle said earlier. I think you know like there's gonna be some questions, but I'm not sure what they are just yet. So how do you play yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that that is a great for for people listening. The the system is pretty nice and fluid. All you're looking for is uh an 8 on um one of the cards that you have or any combination uh that gets you to an 8 or multiples of 8. Uh if your suit matches the uh action such as flesh for hearts, which is usually dealing with like charisma and interacting with people that automatically nets you a success uh in of itself um whenever you start your day you take your breath and it is six cards you get to put into your hand uh for use whenever you want to rekindle your hand uh you'd have to have uh, basically what amounts to like a short break or short rest um in combat that would be one round uh otherwise it would it would be several minutes uh, if you ever don't have any cards in your hand, you just blind pick and pray to God that it's something that you can use. Question. Um, um, this yeah. is a strange, weird technicality, but would there ever be a benefit to um, taking that short rest? Do you have to discard the cards out of your hand to take more cards into your hand? Okay. Yes. Yes. So when you, if you have like a very high ranking uh, or number card in your hand, and you're like, I really want to save this for later because this might be very useful. It might be beneficial to just go with like three or two cards in your hand, or even just that one. Awesome. Uh, till the opportune time comes, uh, and deal with the consequences later. Um, so yeah, uh, today we are diving into a adventure uh, dealing uh, with Necropunk because. Um, work is so uh, necessary in this world. People are often conscripted um, to do uh, certain activities within the uh, the government. But before we get into that, 
Uh, let's each introduce your characters. Uh, we've kind of gone through your character sheet and stuff like that, but you guys get to choose your name uh, as well as any other features that you have. Uh, and I'll just kind of add a little bit of snippets about uh, where your character might come from, etc. I can go first. Um, um, like <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm playing Malachi Durant, a a militiaman, a member of the militia, and I grew up as a street urchin. But uh, joining the militia gave me the the purpose in my life to to rise above my my humble beginnings and become a a uh, a helpful member of society here in Florence. Yeah, and it's it's definitely been tough because like um, you know you you are you have so much burden on keeping order in a place where you have to ensure that humanity persists. Like you can't, you have to make sure like no one dies. If someone dies, it's a it's a huge thing in this world because we're, we we really need those numbers to survive. Um, so murders haven't really popped up much. A lot of the times it's just been like, uh, disputes between individuals, sometimes violent, um, and then trying to figure out what the appropriate punishment is, because not only are you kind of charged with keeping the peace, uh, as well as investigating crimes, but also when it comes to trial, you are the, the prosecutor and it's your kind of job to be like, well, they should probably have this sentence, uh, or, or this and this. So, uh, you, you have a lot. Yeah. Power. Yeah. I like to think that, you know, my background growing up on the streets kind of gives me a, a certain empathy uh, that I operate with. But uh, it also mm-hmm. I also have no no patience. Oh, for, yeah, definitely. You know, people who are out here endangering lives. Exactly. Uh, if you've ever seen Italian um, uh, police officers in full like formal uniform, that's what the militia look like. So they are these kind of black and red uniforms with large capes. Um, some Do you mean wielding the swords and such. Um, as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lived in Rome exactly. for about a year and I had a run in or two. <laughs> My troubled well, as youth. As long as, you know, it wasn't the militiamen of, of this uh, world. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> yeah, God. You want that. Yeah, yeah. I no, they were actually very nice to me. I was a tour guide and I got in trouble, you know, doing tour guide stuff, but they were always joking. Oh, you rebel. So, yeah. Oh. I know, right? Did you, like, bring people in to I, see I did. I was an illegal tour guide at the Roman Forum, and I had to, like, run <laughs> oh, and hide from man. the Carabinieri. It was wild times. No, it's you. the Ryan Andes again. How many times we have to tell uh, me to get out of here? Fafanculo, this freaking guy. Oh. <laughs> the Carabinieri were from New Jersey. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> um, also, I forgot to say I'm Mark, and I'm, I'm playing Malachi. What does there Malachi is. look like? Yeah. Malachi, he looks a lot like, um, if you were to imagine, uh, maybe a um, 15 to 20 year ago uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, got a like, high and tight haircut, maybe a little bit of stubble, because he's always working so hard on, on his cases and whatnot. Love it. Yeah. Um, I can go. Um, my name is Jordan. Um, I will be playing uh, Judas Elias. Um, call sign Warlock. I am a Technophant. Relatively young. The youngest of uh, a number of, um, which is uh, rather strange, I'm guessing, in this, to, for a, like a large family. But uh, my my father was a, um, like, 
higher up in the government, and my two older brothers have kind of gained rank um, alongside of him, and I've always been kind of the chip on my shoulder, a bit rebellious, um, and uh, so now I was, uh, I, 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 I went into the um, techno-powered division of the Florence Army to prove my worth, um, and uh, have proven to be relatively capable, but mostly kind of hot-headed. Um, and, uh, I'm, you know, slight, slim, but with a nice, uh, solid build to, po- uh, move this armor around, um, uh, like half purple mohawk swooping off to the side, um, and probably just like a scar along my left cheek from a run-in during tr- basic training. Yeah, Technofunts are, are really interesting. Uh, if you've ever seen Attack on Titan, the scouts, it's yes. kind of reminiscent of that because... No one really knows what has gone on with the rest of humanity. Uh, the small information that we've heard beyond the walls of Florence are there's cannibals, um, just roving bands of human cannibals. There's also, uh, and this is something that you would know as a technophant, it's probably kind of put down on the hush uh, concerning the Citadel of Science and the rest of the government and, and the people. Are there's also constructs looking for replacement parts, uh, and constructs being human animated individuals. So they've often attacked farms trying to replace a broken arm or a, a leg, and they will rip it from uh, the farmers and such. But this is this is kept hush hush. We don't want the the populace to know that some of the constructs are are malfunctioning and have gone loose into the wilderness uh, just beyond the, the walls of Florence. Um, but yeah, your, your whole job is protecting Florence and figuring out what the hell is going on outside of it. So excursions out into the wilderness, you've seen some horrific things uh, as humanity on the outside has not done very well. And it's had to do some horrific things in order to survive. Cool. <laughs> I'll step up if that's all right, Bats. Best for last, baby. I'm playing. Uh... Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I'm playing, uh, I'm playing a militia man by the name of Bellamy Carluccia from an old Italian family. He comes from a long line of militiamen. His father was a militia man, his father before him. So this is in his blood. This is very much what he was born to do. But uh, Bellamy's, you know, in the in the sort of the, the new generation, he's... He's starting to maybe have doubts about the system. He's starting to realize that there's cracks in, in the facade. And so his, he's, there's, there's like a sort of self, self-awareness and self-loathing maybe about the job that he carries with him. You know, this, this sort of responsibility, but the, the awareness that there's something he's doing that may actually be part of the problem. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there has been uh, rumors of a uh, new religion popping up called the uh, Children of the River um, that the Citadel of Science is trying to figure out what exactly to do with. But for now, it's kind of keep your eyes and ears on them and let us know if anything comes up out of it. And trying to figure out what the Citadel will do with it is probably something you might wrestle with morally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's uh, some conflict there. I like that. Uh, and as far as how he looks, um, the first thing I thought of was uh, James Edward Olmos's character from Blade Runner. <laughs> like, spot on. That's Love him. It. Perfect. 
Alright, I am Battles. Um, I'm going to be playing Antigone Palazzo, um, an architect. Um, she originally ha uh, was uh, hailed from this region, uh, still has family here, but has uh, spent a considerable amount of time uh, studying and traveling abroad. Um, even from a small youth, she had an inherent curiosity. She was always the, the kid who was taking apart toys and trying to put them back together, always wanted to know the interworkings of, of anything mechanical that she came across. Um, so uh, she, uh, she was definitely a, a great fit to learn about the, the science of constructs and, and uh, you know, coming into her own as part of the Society of Builders. Um, a tall, uh, slender woman, um, olive skin, Probably about uh, mid-40s, um, but very youthful looking. The only kind of uh, part that belies her age is in her black hair that's fastidiously kept in a chignon. There's a, a big white streak of, uh, of hair right, right by her light, uh, right temple. Um, and yes, very, very, very fastidious, put together... Uh, some might say a little bit of a type A, but immensely intelligent and uh, wears really thick black nerdy glasses. Oh, perfect. She actually doesn't need them, but she, she likes the look. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like since uh, the government is now controlled by scientists and stuff like that, it's it's a very chic look. Like, oh, yeah. Gotta, gotta look cool. Tailored to a T. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's interesting because the the architects have a very unique perspective. Uh, the Citadel of Science, uh, the Citadel specifically, uh, houses pretty much everything uh, that uh, Florence needs in order to reanimate a body, from the tanning level all the way down to the people on the higher tops of the Citadel don't have to smell the skin being kind of burnt and, and such, uh, all the way down to the uh, surgeries where they kind of slice into the back of a corpse and, and start manipulating and, and, and uh, attaching the processes to have them be animated so that they can then program them to do certain activities. Um, you being the very intellectual person you can, as you are, you have the ability to kind of go up to any corpse uh, or any construct and reprogram them as you see fit. Um, though it is interesting... Uh, and something that the Citadel of Science doesn't admit, uh, though the architects know to some degree, is they have no idea how it actually works. They, they know it works, they just don't know why it works. Like, it's just that, that final spark of life. Whatever brings a construct to, to get it back up, they, they haven't quite understood fully why that happened. Um, and it's something that they continue to pursue, but they want the world to know that they know everything and that everything's under control. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. Here. We, we got this. Uh, so, yeah, excellent. Uh, for this excursion, um, everyone has uh, received a letter um, from the Citadel of Science to meet with an architect. Um, the architect's name is uh, Charmaine, uh, an individual who you might have heard every now and then work, works in kind of the, the research and development arm of the Citadel of Science. Um, 
a lot of new ideas and such. Uh, some not all working very well, um, like construct lamps and, and just very like odd things that are trying to bring back the comforts of the old world via like uh, cadavers. But, you know, not every idea is a great idea. So this person usually isn't uh, revered with uh, high regard, but uh, is seen as still like a necessary person within the development of the Florence Society. Of course, being part of the Citadel of Science, um, they are allowed to send out letters to conscript individuals to perform certain tasks if they can prove to the Citadel that it is indeed necessary for the continuation of humanity uh, for its research and development. Um, so yeah, in the morning, you all receive a little letter that just uh, requests your audience um, in, in this individual's office uh, at the Citadel of Science. So, how does your morning look like? What are you having for breakfast? Uh, what are the smells of your house? Are you happy to see the letter? I think anything that breaks from... Uh, my routine is irksome. Um, I think I have uh, a, a very strong black coffee, simple toast with a poached egg, and I have that every morning. Um, and I had definitely planned my my day uh, probably to the minute, so the fact that everything is now uh, uproariously upheaved, I am uh, a, a little bit irked. I know, from like... Letter. From, from the weird science division, too, nonetheless. Yeah, just kind I'm like, oh, the, the lamp person. Yeah, Great. infinitely a waste of your time. Yes. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Exactly. But I will. Um, in a similar fashion, um, probably irked um, is the way to describe my morning, but that is also every morning. Um, for Warlock. Um, probably a bit of a hangover waking up with after a rowdy night with uh, the other kind of uh, the other hotheads uh, in my regiment. And um, yeah, just a cup of black coffee. Probably um, probably pick pick up like a, the, the equivalent of like a, a bacon, egg, and cheese on a, on a roll. Um, at the corner deli, um, and you know it's just another another bothersome uh, assignment. So just kind of trudge my way towards work. Yeah, and kind of trudging through the streets of Florence and everything, uh, because the population has drastically decreased. It's now um, a 50,000 50, people live in Florence uh, at this present time. Um, so still a good amount of people, but like a lot of the buildings are empty. So sometimes you'll go down just completely empty streets, but they're still well maintained in the hope that uh, there'll be like a baby boom or something like that, or humanity will kind of have a resurgence. Um, but it kind of definitely has that very creepy vibe as you're walking through and the kind of the mist settles and, and such. You can just go down the street that hasn't been occupied in a decade or two. Maybe you see a construct uh, leather tan with a light uh, sticking out of its shoulder um, moving forward and just power washing the, the ground uh, keeping it clean with like this uh, the skin uh, kind of saturated and, and marinated on the, the, the skull 
um, this little tan thing with no eye uh, eyeballs, but like the eye sockets that just kind of plop into this black pus uh, within, uh, not even registering you as you go by, but just cleaning the streets. Uh, Malachi, Malachi, um, I wake up uh, not hungover um, because I am still drunk uh, a little bit. I think from the night before, um, I run a hand across my face. I realize there's not going to be time to shower and shave before I uh, answer the call of this letter. So I uh, brush my teeth. I fill uh, my coffee. I fill my thermos with coffee. I take a good uh, long slug of that and then fill up uh, the, the area that I created now with some homemade, locally sourced whiskey. I'm gonna say, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to kind yeah, of yeah, there's still farmers and such yeah. who, who take care of. I mean, you need that for society. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a, <laughs> I take a, a shot of uh, Fernet Bronc that I have, a, a bottle that I saved. Um, but you know, the whiskey goes in the coffee, um, <clears throat> and uh, hopefully, to you know, that whiskey will keep me at a at a good level here throughout the day, uh, so that the hangover doesn't kick in. I see that I have a little bit of uh, blood on my collar, and in, in noticing that, I, I realized that my, my jaw's a little sore, and then I remember that I got into a little scuffle last night, so I'm dealing with that, uh, in addition to the fact that I've been called to the, the lamp, the lamp lady's office. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of scrubbing at this, at this uh, dried blood on my lapel as I head out the door. Yeah, luckily it's not your commanding officer, otherwise right. it's probably a little bit more anxiety-inducing. Yeah, yeah. Bellamy Carluccia has been up for hours. He's up at the crack of dawn, he's dressed to the nines. In fact, his mail doesn't even come to his apartment. They already know to deliver it to the cafe down on the corner because that's where Bellamy is already enjoying his second espresso of the day, along with a crispy croissant and maybe a glass of orange juice. <laughs> The uh, the post arrives. Bellamy whisks it out of the hand. He uh, already pretty much expects what it is. He's prepared. Opens it up. Ah, lovely. Tucks it into his vest. Slaps a coin on the de- on the table and out the door. He goes. Yeah, as as you you put it on the table, uh, this kind of uh, elongated uh, skeletal hand creeps forward uh, as this. Uh, uh, construct kind of moves forward very sluggishly as it picks up the little piece and uh, places it uh, in like this little cash register which is coming out of its chest. Uh, just kind of stuffs it in there, slams it shut, and it just kind of goes back, slumping uh, to the corner and then just stands very still. Bellamy suppresses a, before he leaves, he suppresses a slight shudder, uh, collects himself again, throws his shoulders back, and out, away he goes. Excellent. Ciao. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the others who were there, you know, they they know you, so they just kind of like sleepily wait. There's a lot of farmers from uh, outside of the wall who are just kind of coming in to enjoy a little bit of peace, a little bit of the enjoyment that they provide to other people before they have to go back out and uh, continue farming in the dangerous uh, area outside the wall. But perfect. Uh, the Citadel um, is huge. It's huge. It's several stories tall with kind of interwoven within the uh, Italian um, historical monuments and such. And um, 
it's bustling. Uh, you see architects as well as constructs moving in and out. Um, it's hard to miss as much as they try to kind of sweep it under the rug. The smell of like skin being skin and hair being burnt and manipulated, and the amount of corpses that are are brought uh, to this place because every everyone's body belongs to the citadel post uh, uh, life. So, and, and in fact, to uh, to hide a corpse or to manipulate a corpse prior to the Citadel's acquisition is uh, unlawful um, and will get you sentenced uh, quite severely. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is like a great time for you guys to kind of see each other. Um, you might even recognize the similar uh, emblem of the uh, of Charmaine's uh, office uh, on the letter, if someone has it out <clears throat> Malachi I, I see I see Bellamy and I say I get caught so uh, and I know this 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 guy's a, a, a real stick in the mud you know I know he's gonna he's gonna give me shit like he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna see the split lip he's gonna know I was drunk I got into a he's gonna know so I, I, I button up my my jacket all the way to the top which you know, makes my like unshaven uh, face and, and messed up hair look even more out of place. But I have to cover up this blood stain on my collar, or he's gonna see it. He's gonna know. So I just kind of uh, you know, <laughs> mad at it. And, and I, I button it up and I come over and I say, ah, Bellamy, I see you got the call too. Eh? Que vale. What happened to you last night? You uh, you look like you rolled out from underneath a whale. <laughs> that was dead. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I cut myself shaving. Just see, see, sure. That's yeah. That's a good excuse. Uh, well, Malachi, uh, I wish I could say the pleasure was mine to see you today, but uh, well, I suppose we shall find out how much of a pleasure today will be. Huh? So excited, and I take I open my thermos and I take it just a long, long, long slug of that uh, quote unquote coffee. Yeah. Cafe Americano. For our um, our technophant, uh, are you wearing your armor to this meeting? I uh, would that be a normal thing to do? Uh, it it really depends um, on kind of your viewpoint on it and and such. Um, it's probably if it was a higher up uh, individual from the Citadel of Science, you could probably just you would use your like uniform. Um, but this is not a very distinguished, uh, architect, so you probably could just go in your suit if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll probably uh, have, uh, yeah, p just moved through. Yeah, yeah, come, come with my armor on. Um, and notice- Yeah, and if you oh. ever- Oh, uh, so if you ever saw, like, um, uh, man, kill a kill- Of course, uh, yes. Or- yeah, yeah, it's almost like that armor with more of an Iron Man feel and that it protects your, your whole body, but your ability to kind of lift things and to exert force in it is tremendous. Um, is it full face armor as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it depends. Like, some people wear the full face armor, some people don't. And especially within the walls, they, they don't wear it. Uh, it's only on the outside where they don't want their face uh, being bit off by a cannibal that uh, the need is necessary. Other than that, uh, the the suit usually has, uh, depending on how you like to fight, like a, a grappling uh, gun, uh, which shoots out with like a little javelin uh, and can retract uh, as you wish. 
um, two large swords that kind of spring uh, Assassin's Creed style from uh, from the hands. Uh, others use like giant battle axes or huge swords that are just like they're they're huge and it's only possible because of the armor which is exerting all the force uh, in this whole thing. Um, but it's very useful when going out to just kind of cut down trees and just to keep whatever the hell is out there away from you at all times. Uh, bullets and guns and stuff that went the way of uh, the whimpering apocalypse, so to speak. Um, with more so like crossbows, javelins, and other kind of uh, projectiles like that being more prominent uh, and easier to... Yeah, I think I'm kitted with uh, the double blades, the the jump booster system. Mm -hmm. um, the, the armor, yeah, it's, it's, it's not too bulky. It kind of like matches my slender um, frame, um, dark, um, kind of like a rusty red armor with purple accents, um, on it as well. Um, the neck of it comes up just under my ears and under my chin, the face armor I can, you know, kind of attach. Um, and noticing, um, that these two kind of militia, I always kind of look at the militias stick in the muds. Um, and then also seeing this kind of like buttoned up, um, architect there as well all holding the same letter I kind of just hang back a little bit and follow them not really wanting to engage with anybody at all right now yeah no that, that's fair there's always been a little bit of um, uh, tension between the the technophants and the militia just because of the different lifestyles they lead and the secrecy that both have, uh, this burden that is placed upon both of them that they can't really share with each other that often. Um, it's pretty much the horrors within the wall versus the horrors uh, outside. Uh, but you do what you can. Yeah, I take uh, you know, I take the party in as well. I uh, I beck into uh, I you know I gesture everybody through the door, uh, acknowledging our um. Uh, our techno, uh, our scientist, our technos, technosophist. I'm gonna go ahead and say it that way. Technosophist. Techno, technosophist. I think I thought she was an architect. Oh wait, yeah. Oh, are architect. you an architect? Yeah. I was like me. Oh shit, I'm sorry. I am an architect. No, my bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. We can edit Te that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Technosophist. I thought you were trying to construct like an Italian word. No. For architect. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, you're right. You're an architect. I got that wrong. Uh, no, it's, yeah. it's English, right? Yeah. The... Technosophists are, are yeah. it, call it architect, that would be like an insult. They are the people who go out into the old junk pile uh, of humanity with all the electronics. They're trying to bring back all these things that the Citadel of Science says you don't need anymore. Um, and so they're kind of seen as kind of like very old school. Um, I want to try to figure out how to, the, how to get a computer running again and see if the internet's still out there somewhere. Uh, gotcha. All right. So sorry. So I apologize to uh, <laughs> the uh, architect in the group. I gesture to, uh, to them to go through to the door and uh, give a kind of acknowledgement to, uh, to Warlock, who I probably know. I, pro I mean, we probably have seen each other around. We probably know each other as you know, reputations to some degree. And it's kind of like a, huh, okay, these guys. Well, let's find out what this is about. I think I acknowledge everyone with kind of like a, a curt nod, kind of like through first lips. Kind of notice the finer details that 
maybe some people are trying to cover up and maybe as I turn around, give a little roll of the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of that, like, uh, you know, I, I see I see Bellamy and I'm like, oh, this dickhead, you know? And then, <laughs> but then I see, you know, a, a technophant and an architect coming up. And then I think it's, it is that, that like, oh, now, now those guys are the assholes. Like the lesser now, of four dickheads. Now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Now I look at Bellamy and I go, oh, look, uh, look at these dickheads. Oh, yeah. You know, these like fucking guys. Yeah. Oh man. Oh jeez. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so you guys uh, follow the instructions, which lead you to uh, kind of like a crate elevator. Uh, very large. Um, you can smell like uh, more. In, intensely the, the smell of burnt flesh and hair um, as well as like leather work and, and such. The um, elevator itself is kind of bare bones so you can kind of see the inner workings and such. You notice several kind of constructs with their lower half missing just kind of anchored on the walls uh, with their faces kind of droopy staring down at you um, and then once you step in um, they start kind of pulling on the, uh, the, 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 like, steel wires and such as you start moving forward. Um, all these little hands sprouting from their bodies, grabbing onto it and just kind of moving it up. Wow. I think Antigone is fully mesmerized. She's, like, checked out with the other people in the elevator and is just absolutely content to watch the inner workings <laughs> of, of how this is... Uh, how this is moving. Uh, is, is that like a, a standard kind of uh, thing for, for Florence, or is this something unique to uh, this? Um, so you you wouldn't find this outside of the Citadel, probably because of the reaction from uh. many of you, but here there's kind of less of that and more of an acceptance on constructs in pretty much every single use, um, and especially for something like this where it would carry up huge heavy things right very useful. got it got it very cool so yeah you guys are coming up this this elevator uh this freight elevator um and it, it brings you uh pretty high up in the the citadel offices um people are moving back and forth in a hurried manner uh each one wearing the uh kind of unofficial official uh architecture or society of builders apron uh which dictates you know that they're working all day um various tools poking out of it one person has like a, a cadaver hand sticking out of his his pocket um just kind of running down the hallway people are looking over papers lots of cubicles and such um and you follow the directions to uh, the office of Charmaine, which is kind of at the end of the hall. Some of the lights are kind of flickering and such. It doesn't look like this area has really been kept clean. There is a wilted potted plant in front of it. Um, and it's kind of like a cactus sort of plant. So it's it's you can almost imagine the lack of care that must uh, be pushed forward in order to let uh, this very... Uh, a high temperature lack of water uh, plant die uh, in front of the office. Um, but you hear uh, loud uh, drilling sounds and and such uh, from behind. Uh, kind of the sparks of welding and such. I think very quickly um, Antigone has uh she has a, a very nice kind of like 
uh, swell bottle of water, and she just quickly tips a little bit yeah. into the cactus because it's it's just way too painful for her to bear. So she quickly waters the plant, and then I think with uh, she screws the top on and uses it to bang against the yeah. door. Uh, there's a slight pause, and then the lights come on just past the office. Like you see, like it has the the opaque window uh, in the center of the door. Um, the door opens. Uh, and you see Charmaine. Charmaine is bald uh, with various scars uh, across his body. Um, kind of not wearing a shirt. Uh, it looks like uh, kind of like these overall uh, or coveralls, which are kind of uh, off on the top half of his body. Um, half of his body looks like a different shade uh, than his others with these stitch marks going uh, down as well. Um his eyes are a very bright blue, um, which speak kind of a, a lack of, of sleep as well as still a burst of intellect uh, behind them. Uh, just beyond his his vision uh, or visage, you can kind of his office is circular. Um, the uh, his normal occupying um, desk is pushed off to the side with various like large amounts of paperwork just settled onto a box. Um, overhanging are these corpses, um, unleathered. Uh, so, uh, you see just kind of the familiar faces of maybe someone you saw in the past, um, depending on, uh, how social you are. Um, but definitely people that you recognize as people instead of the normal constructs, which are, are very tanned and leathered, uh, to give a, uh, a distance between empathy. Um. But they're just kind of hanging above you, naked, and arms and legs just kind of uh, uh, slumped over. Uh, Charmaine smiles. Yes, um... I forgot your name already, but... Please, uh, come in, come in. I have chairs, um... Oh. Um, Yes, uh, okay. Uh, and he goes over to the side of the wall and starts, like, uh, inputting in, uh, several keys and stuff like that. So, if you can imagine, the programming here is very similar to that of, um, World War II. Like, the, the first creation of, of machines and stuff like that with the, the turning dials and such is very much what you you get out of the programming aspects maybe a little bit more sophisticated but it's more instead of inputs on the computer it's more of the the changing of gears and and such and uh, emotions um and as he does uh one of the doors opens up and four constructs come out uh and kind of get into a an awkward uh position for you to sit on them like crouch down and, and kind of slumped forward and you notice like there's like these cushions on the back of uh, of them um, and he kind of gestures towards them and uh, it kind of moves about and uh, uh, goes back to his board and then goes back to you and says oh, yes uh, please sit down um, uh, we have a very important task um, I am uh, Charmaine um, Society of Builders Architect um uh, but uh, please, please introduce yourselves uh, again uh, and, and sit there. They're quite comfortable. Antigone remains standing. Uh, she gives her customary curt nod. Uh, Antigone Palazzo, and do what 
what do I owe this pleasure of the summons today? Uh, well, we're, we're getting to that. We have to build the anticipation first. Um, so the other, what, what are we, what, what are we thinking your names are today? Um, Judas just kind of nonchalantly strolls over to the construct and takes a seat, the heavy armor. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> like you hear like the, the, the cracking of like probably the back oh as god. it slumps forward under your weight uh, but still manages to kind of hold even there's some shivering underneath you. I, uh, yeah, I slouch forward uninterested and finish, um, chugging the remainder of my thermos of coffee and I just let out a deep sigh and I go, Warlock. I look at uh, Malachi and I sort of shrug and step forward. I do like a like a Riker move on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, you know, settle in, uh, cross my legs, uh, lean back, adjust my tie, and say, "Nice to meet you, Bellamy Carluccia, at your service." Ciao, ciao, um, Malachi. Uh, he he's had his his uh, his his coat buttoned up. He he's but he's feeling a little um, uh, pallid, a little uh, out of sorts now. Maybe he sees um, I see somebody I know. Uh, another kind of barfly I know, who I haven't seen in a couple days. I see him in the racks of yeah. uh, corpses there, so I'm feeling a little green around the gills, and I, I, I unbutton uh, my coat now. Uh, <clears throat> I don't sit down. Um, I say, uh, uh, yeah. Malachi uh, Delamadeo, calling an audible on my name. Change, changing the last name real quick. <laughs> uh, Malachi uh, Della Amadeo, I um, of the militia. Yeah, I got the letter. Uh, excellent. Well, um, perfect. Um, Charmaine, uh, as you have seen from the letter, uh, very important that we brought you here. Uh, you were the only ones I could uh, conscript uh, for this specific need. Um, <clears throat> You, you see, I, I believe uh, my partner might uh, be associated with the, an, a new sort of cult of some sort, and I need uh, you for to do a thorough investigation, bring it before me. I will then look it over, give it to the appropriate authorities, and there we go. Go. The reason, of course, why I have invited my colleague, uh, as well as this sharply dressed individual with the mechanisms uh, that is probably breaking my chair, is that the qualities of the investigation might lead to outside of the walls, and thus you might encounter a little bit of danger. Um, it might also involve a construct. Um, does this all appeal to everyone? I have no problem with danger. I do have a problem with constructs. So, I'm happy. Alright, that's fair. Uh, Alright, um... Okay, uh, so there is a, a woman uh, whose name is uh, Sofian. Um, 
she lives out on the farms. I have an address that you can, of course, go to, but we believe that she may be um, uh, speaking to individuals of such surly repute um, that might diminish her ability to continue to function on said farm, and thus might hurt the perfect um, ecology of our society. Is there any, is there any more uh, heated questions? Something I could sway uh, your your curiosity, your interest in? Well, in what way will we will we be compensated for our aid <sighs> and your endeavor? Uh, well, that of course goes along with the citadel of uh, sciences. I merely um, uh, uh, put out a work order, and your names was filled by um, the the government. I am not the person to ask. I'm merely the manager in this uh, guard. <sighs> Classic Citadel deflection. Well, I might have known. So, to kind of cut through the uh, bureaucracy here, you, you've got a new hire. You think that maybe she's mixed up with the wrong kind of people. You want us to go out to this farm and look into it. Am I... Exactly. Okay. Yes, that's, that's perfect. Right. Um, I believe this person has toxic beliefs that may be against the sway of our society, and it's up to you fine folk to provide the evidence so that the Citadel might act, thus uh, restoring peace and stability within uh, the world hmm. as we know it. Do you have any uh, evidence? Any... No. I have inklings and suspicions, which is why you two fight folk are here. Militia of the highest investigative quality, so I hear. Inklings and suspicion. That's uh, it's more than we usually have to go on. So Yeah, it's a nice combination of everything you might have in a uh is it a twenty second Baker Street uh, type novel? You know the uh, the historical texts, uh, the the gorgeous stories of our past era. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not much of a reader. Uh, you said there might be uh, a construct involved in all of this. A rogue construct. Do we have any intel on uh, what this might be? Yes, I have reason to believe that communications of an unlawful nature might be occurring between Sophian um, and a construct from outside the walls further on in the wilderness. Inklings and suspicions, my dear friend. Can I ask a... Um... Right, right, right. An, an OOC question here. Uh, what is, of course. What is, uh, so as far as constructs are concerned, like what, is, so far all the ones we have run into have been like performing uh, like very menial manual labor. Like what is the, like the, the, the level of kind of consciousness and, and intelligence that, that they are operating under, uh, at, like on the higher yes. side? So on the higher side of construct programming, uh, they can do the functions of most farm equipment, um, as well as um, acting as a more sophisticated Roomba. So 
Um, some of the higher ups have them as like maids and, and uh, servants within their domiciles, cleaning, making sure everything is is perfect. But that's about it. Um, so they're the, not fully sentient. Oh yeah, yeah, they okay. are. They're not sentient at all. They're they're pretty much just computers, as sophisticated as maybe a more intelligent room. Okay. But, but but that's about it. Got it. Yeah, they they aren't allowed to speak. Um, they toyed with that in the past, but they, it's kind of a uh, a tug and pull on what humanity can take and what science is allowed to right. do because humanity's psyche is at the brink of breaking just because of the world yeah. as it is, uh, and to push that envelope a little bit more might lead to its destruction. Um, <laughs> Can't relate. It's one thing to have somebody's <laughs> yeah. grandma being a Roomba in your house, but it would be even worse if she started talking. Exactly, yeah. right? And they're like, come on, guys, like, have babies, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but grandma's over there, and it's very yeah. awkward. I don't exactly. know okay. if I can do it. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Has there been any, uh, is there any lore, or I should say, mm-hmm. um, is there any evidence of constructs having done harm or acted out of their yes. prescribed uh, duties yes. against the human the human race? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you would all know acting in the various positions uh, that you have within society, but there have been constructs who killed people, um, who might have even uh, shed some tears, uh, which. Uh, again, you gotta burn that. You gotta burn that now, and no one can know. Right. Uh, so that aspect, you probably heard rumors of, but you definitely uh, have probably done a few cases where a construct has acted out or um, has done something outside of its programming, which caused you to maybe put it down yeah. or to, to send it for incineration. And uh, and I would imagine, like within, like especially for us in the militia, like the, the party line is that like. This is they were acting within their programming. Like it was, it was a you know a bug in the code. This is not how things. It certainly wasn't making its own decisions. It certainly wasn't acting out of emotion. Yeah, it's pretty much what like Amazon would do if like one of their Roombas accidentally killed someone. It'd be like, (laughs) it's such a small percentage. Don't worry about it. It's everything's fine. Sweep it under the rug. Exactly. Like, (laughs) just put it back into the Roomba. Um, so this, so this religious sort of uprising, this sort of new consciousness that's happening, is it based on the potential uh, leaking of knowledge that these constructs are maybe more than what they seem? Is that like what this is about? Yeah. So definitely, like, there's been a lot of talk about new religions and stuff like that. But uh, if you're speaking of the Children of the River, which I, I kind of yeah. mentioned in earlier in this episode, uh, that one definitely has a. Um, an idea that the constructs are bad because of what they could be and what they are potentially is something that we don't fully understand. Um, and for gotcha. our techno font, you know that out in the wilderness there are some horrific constructs. We're talking about masses of bodies sewn into each other, um, reaching out, and they desperately want any sort of flesh to add to their their pile horrendous things out in the wilderness that uh you've probably heard from other individuals whispered because they don't want it said out loud because those nightmares are are too much the things that are just outside of the wall past the farms yeah 
Qué gato. <laughs> See, it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is that the uh, in in lore 2020 is the year that it happens. Uh, we might shift it to maybe 2021, or, or maybe 2020 really is just the year that everything bad happened. Uh, but we'll we'll see. I mean, so far. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Holds up. Yeah. So so that warlock um, kind of like sizes up everything, and he goes, "Well, if all we have are uh, inklings and suspicions, let's not burn any more daylight, and let's get to business." See. Sounds good to me. Excellent. Well, here's the address. I I, uh, I take the paper, but I hand it over to uh, to Warlock, and I'm like, I assume you uh, you know the territory around the the outside of the city. See? Yeah. Looking at this uh, looking at this address, uh, do I have any pertinent information to the uh, area and the surrounding area? Yeah, so um, outside the walls are pretty much these small towns and farmlands uh, where most of the food is cultivated. Uh, Northwest of the wall are like the government-sponsored farmlands, uh, mostly used by constructs and such. Uh, That's kind of like the focus for government-provided food, but everywhere else is kind of privately owned um, as people are trying to to live and uh, continue on. So this place is southeast of the wall, um, kind of on the edge of the wilderness, which is a very risky move in of itself between the cannibals uh, and other things that might be out there. Um, It's not a a town, but there is a small town just north of it. uh, So about several uh, kilometers away. Um, But yeah, just a quaint little thing. Nothing kind of odd that stands out on its location. So while we're going back down these uh, construct uh, moving elevators, you hear the clanking of chains, and I'm kind of giving them this debrief as we're going, and I say, and we're not going to be protected by your great wall, so keep your fucking heads on a swivel, and uh, I don't want to be saving anybody's lives today. I think Antigone sighs heavily and just just woefully takes off her two-inch patent leather heels and switches them out in the elevator for a very sensible ballerina flat. So these are probably going to get burned. Uh, Malachi kind of, like, leans back and looks over at Bellamy and kind of, like, bites his knuckle. Like, <laughs> like something's either effective. I'm, I'm glad this kid's here, but, uh... Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I give I give you a similar look back, and uh, kind of sh- you know shrug and kind of like, eh, hey, it's what it is. Does does uh, uh, does Warlock have like a corresponding mohawk on his armor, too, or or just the mohawk? Um, you I mean you'll see what my faceplate looks like when I put it on as we love it exit. Oh, love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, he uh, warlock can probably move a lot faster than us in that armor. Do we have like are we are do we have modes of transport or are we just on foot? Yeah. So um, uh, throughout the streets, you'll find uh, corpses of horses, uh, kind of pooling uh, chariots around and such. Um, their eyes replaced with like these 
uh, red glowing sensors, um, mouth kind of sewn shut, um, and various pieces of it replaced by uh, kind of rusty metallic pieces uh, as it pulls these things forward. Antigone sticks both of her pinkies in her mouth and gives just the shrillest cabbie whistle imaginable. <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, one of these uh, these contraptions kind of moves forwards at, at kind of the, the call uh, and uh, pauses right uh, before you. The carriage, because uh, there's no one operating them for the most part. It's really just uh, voice commands, uh, you know, shrill, the shrill like uh, shrieks and stuff to summon them, uh, whistles, uh, and then you go in and you just kind of uh, put in where you want to go. Shall we, gentlemen? After you. Climb up. I climb in after, and then we sit down in this. <laughs> was it like a carriage? I guess. Yeah, like a- it's kind of like a an old steel carriage uh, with a very thick cushion. Some of the springs kind of poking out, um, yeah. but has curtains on it as well. Uh, this type of stuff you usually see closer to the citadel. Further out, like uh, near the wall, you'll probably have uh, less cushiony and more like a a wooden carriage uh, without the top on it. Um, yeah, only the best for the Citadel. Yeah. You know, I kind of like dust off the seat before I sit down. Yeah. I think uh, Malachi's <laughs> been doing that thing, you know, like where when you get off a long flight and and the smoker has like the cigarette in their hand, like the entire time they're walking out of the airport. That, that was Malachi like yeah. coming out of the building. And then, um, you know, now that he's got this cigarette lit, he doesn't want to put it out. So maybe he, he like hangs on and like stands on the, on the runner, uh, so he can. That's a, also, yeah, Italian. I'm, I, I'm gonna smoke. You know, like, I, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very stressful times. Whatever gets yeah. you through you, you the know, day. You, you land in Malpensa, the the airport. Is, is that is that outside Florence? I, I can't remember. But like, you know, like you just see like cloud like behind a vestibule, you'll see a cloud of smoke rising, or just all these like Italians like smoking wherever they want to. Yeah. But yeah, so he's he's kind of hanging onto the runner. Maybe he's got his like his elbow like hooked through like the the handle uh, and he's outside the cabbage uh, yeah. the cabbage the carriage uh, smoking a butt and uh, I think Antigone is trying to occupy the least amount of physical space possible like she has her body kind of like pressed against the side and like trying not to make contact with anyone or anything <laughs> just like her limbs are so tightly drawn into her midsection yeah oh that's perfect yeah so it's like a, it's a pretty uh, decent ways from the citadel all the way south and actually when the kickstarter comes up we'll have Very our map cool. done so you'll be able to see kind of the world as it is right. now so it, it probably takes a, a couple hours to get through the streets and such um, going down empty alleyways empty streets that used to be heavily populated you see like the apartments and the, the condos of, of yesteryear uh, still maintained by uh, constructs who are kind of wiping the windows, uh, like window cleaners and such, being pulled on kind of steel cords that kind of shoot out of their bellies. But the wall comes up, uh, great and large, uh, standing several stories tall, uh, with thick enough uh, barricades where people can kind of look down. Um, for the most part, all the walls remain open uh, for people to come in and out. It's only at night that they kind of restrict it a little bit, and they only allow people to come in and out on the southern entrance. Um, but for the most part, you know, people are allowed to come and go as they wish. But coming 
outside of the wall. It's like a different smell, a different everything. Just you feel the wind. Uh, finally, much of Florence is kind of still uh, from the buildings. Like everything just feels so still, and you kind of feel the weight of of everything more clearly within the wall. But outside, there's kind of maybe a little bit of hope, a little bit of maybe we can go back to normal as you see like the the wind we feel the wind kind of move on by you see the fields towns but then it's kind of all brought back to reality as you see like a construct shoveling and several images of larger construct with various kind of complexities with several hands and such uh moving about a field and, and cultivating the land people are beside them as well kind of monitoring and and working alongside as you guys continue to move down uh, southeast towards the wilderness. The wilderness is just kind of the name for the the place that hasn't been touched by, by Florence. Looking out, it's, it's buildings covered with uh, foliage, moss, and trees. Um, it's the old society that's been taken over by nature as years have progressed on. So it's not kind of an actual wilderness of, of trees, more of a a mix of what we were and uh, as the world kind of slowly retakes our society. But you go past the town. It's, uh, it really only has like a bar and a couple of uh, other buildings associated with it. You see farmland left and right. And then finally the address. By the time you guys get there, it's probably around like 4 p.m. The little town, the little house doesn't have a farm attached to it, uh, which is odd out here. Most people who want to live out here are doing so because they need the land to cultivate something, uh, whether it's a brewery or, or farming uh, or just the harvesting of cattle and such. Uh, but here it's just this little nice quaint house uh, as kind of the um, the perfect uh, example of the 1920s like American dream white picket fence uh arches and and very well decorated uh very quaint um there's a dog outside a uh, golden retriever uh playing with a ball um and there is a garden of tulips uh just to the left of it well does anyone want to do any recon or should we just get right to it malachi uh <clears throat> finishes his thermos and kind of tosses it on the seat in the in the carriage Pulls out a flask and takes a sip out of that. And he says, uh, you know, this doesn't really look like the, uh, what do you want to call it? The headquarters of some kind of evil mastermind. Besides, I think the dog already made us. But, um, if we, if we want to circle around a little bit, we can do that. See? Per que no? It's, uh, it's actually uh, quite bellissima here. I don't mind it at all. I'll, uh, I'll follow you, Malachi. You seem to know the lay of the land. Yeah, like I said, I'm not, uh, much for reading. I'm also not much for talking. So, uh, if you three want to take point on this, I'll stay outside, keep an eye on things. But just so you know, out here looks can be deceiving. And then I, uh, slip on, um, my faceplate. It's like a purple, um transparent heavy glass um with two kind of like um almost like horns or bunny ear kind of antennae that come up from it um if you ever read the uh the recent batman oh, arc, yeah. 
where James Gordon becomes Batman. Looks kind of like that. Um, and then painted on the front of the mask is a heavy red crimson pentagram. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Just <Okay>. so metal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I, I actually yeah. feel a little better now. Yeah. Uh, Malachi, I absolutely, I absolutely do like the, the De Niro face, the, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. See. And um, I say, uh, Antigone, I think maybe you have the uh, the most credibility coming into this. Maybe you ought to uh, talk to this uh, Sophian. If you see it best. And she hops off and she does that little like tiptoe thing to try to like get as, as little of her shoe into the dirt as possible. She reaches the porch <clears throat> straightens herself up and raps on the door with three quick knocks. Excellent. The like, back- approaching the door, the, the golden retriever's super excited to, to no, have... No, 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 no. Stay down. Stay like... down. Down. I finally just kind of... <laughs> she put... There's, like, a single golden retriever hair on her black pants that she, like, fastidiously plucks <laughs> off. And pretty much when you return your attention back towards the door, the door is open, uh, and you see an older woman looking about the age of, of kind of like late 50s uh, with gray hair that might have been blonde at some point, uh, kind of uh, uncut for several years going down to her waist. Um, she's wearing a uh, apron, um, but not like the leather ones that usually the society uh, has. Um, her hands are, are covered in, in this kind of dark, uh, clay-like material, um, as she smiles at you. Um, good evening? Good evening. How can I help um, Sophia and I presume. Uh, my name is Antigone Palazzo. I'm from Citadel. I believe I know your cohort, Charmaine. Might we come in? We just have a couple of questions for you. Ah, co-worker, um... Yes, uh, is it just you or are there others? She kind of peers past her shoulder. Oh, I have two oh. associates with me, but one will be staying in the carriage. So just the three of us for now. Okay, sure. Um, why don't you go ahead and we'll do our first draw. Um, so you are, there are some consequences and I, there are two consequences. Uh, one of them is just like ability. The other I'm going to keep secret. Um, oh, so well, it is. that's not going well for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that one. It's fine. Um, but it is uh, up to you to play, uh, depending on how many cards you have and where you are at and how much you want to invest into this. So you get to, um, let's see, you are an architect. So I think uh, empathy would work in this case. Uh, so you get to play two cards. Got it. Uh, this is definitely a flesh uh, feature or, or ability. Um, so you know, using that would give you an extra success. Other than that, you're looking for anything to get you up to an eight or multiple of eight. Quick, quick, another quick OOC question. Can we pool <laughs> cards? Ooh. So you'll have to kind of describe how your character is, is helping in this endeavor. Since it wasn't touched on on this, oh, I'll yeah, say yeah, no yeah. for this present moment. For, but for yeah, later yeah. on, you can kind of yeah, you can kind of pool successes in order to kind of achieve something. So in this case, if you 
had kind of gone up and, and kind of given right. a, a sort of uh, semblance of authority or something like that, you could also be like, well, I play a card to eliminate right. a success yeah. uh, in this endeavor. And if I'm reading it right, it's it's value success, which is eight, or it's suit success, which would be heart. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, cool. But if you could, if you could get like an eight with hearts, that's multiple successes. Yeah, yeah. If you had an eight of hearts, that would be two successes. Or if you had, if you played like an eight of hearts and then you had a eight of another suit, that would be a total of three successes. Cool. Hmm. So what do you got? Right. I have a uh, a gear of six and a heart of two to make eight. All right. A heart of two and a gear of six. So that is two successes. Um, perfect. You eliminate uh, both consequences. Um, so by your familiarity or just the way you just kind of you notice a slight smile on her face. Um, there's something a connection between you two that's established. Uh, upon meeting uh and maybe a silent decision uh that is made as well as the other consequences swept under the rug and we just won't mention it um she motions uh inwards into her cottage of sorts uh it's a very quaint like this whole place could be just quaint uh nice little kitchen um nothing is powered by the electricity there's candles and and kind of a, a wood uh table with chairs um, you'll notice that there's two chairs, um, and there is a staircase leading up into, um, this place doesn't have a second story, more so like just an attic, uh, so that's where it'd probably lead to, as she brings you all in, or welcomes you in. Uh, so yeah, I am, uh, Sophian, um, what brings you, uh, this far away from the Citadel? Yes, um, we had, a. An interesting meeting with your cohort, Charmaine, as it were. Um, he has reason to believe there's some cause for concern. Um, I guess we're just here to make sure that everything is copacetic here. There's nothing out of the ordinary. I want. I, I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to say uh, that I want to start a, a trace search um, mm. as part of uh, this. And I, I've... You know, I stubbed out my cigarette outside, and then I, I kind of like pop another one out of my, my little, my little case, and I say, uh, can I smoke in here? Um, sure, sure. And she'll like raise the window near right above the. Okay. The and so like, I um, as I'm walking, kind of from uh deeper into the room towards over to the uh, the window, I'm I'm. With my lighter in my one hand and my cigarette in the other, I'm, like, scanning the room for clues as I make my way over there. Excellent. All right, go ahead and uh, play cards. So uh, this would be Steam for kind of mental capacity. Um, and uh, I think reasoning uh, could be a, a skill used for this as you're trying to reason your way through clues and stuff. So you just play uh, as many successes as you want with the ability to right. play two cards. Um, and it's pretty much with everyone you get to ask a question involving the scene, uh, much like a, a P, uh, Power okay. by the Apocalypse game. Um, gotcha. and I answer. So, I'm trying to keep it low key. I'm and I'm I'm doing this as I'm moving. So I'm just gonna play uh, my three of spades here for for one success as I walk right. over towards the window and. I guess I'm looking for anything of like 
religious significance or anything that is related to constructs if that could, if I could somehow finagle that into being one thing yeah no that, that's totally cool looking around um, the there it's evident that um, she has no religious ties whatsoever which stands out in your mind as very concerning you have a very good eye for detail and even like the more um, subtle uh, religious fanatics that you've dealt with in the past always when you get into their house there's always something that kind of tips their their hand um, but here is just an absence of, of all of that um, which draws kind of more questions in your mind yeah so I kind of I make a mental note of this and uh, post up kind of leaning against the window frame and I light my cigarette as she stares at the rest of you expectantly. Again, I don't want to make any assumptions here, but just out of curiosity, are you familiar with the subsect, the Children of the River? I have heard rumors, as I feel many have, but I'm not associated in any way. And you come by command of Charmaine, you said? I think he might have been persuaded from someone higher up. I think he might be more of a, a mouthpiece than anything, or a, a puppet. And as I'm, I'm ashing the cigarette out the window, I say, and then, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, command. It has such a air about it. I, mean, I think this is more of a request, more of a favor, kind of go out here, see what's going on. I don't want to, command makes everything seem so... And I, I kind of do, like, the shrug gesture. So... Makes you sound like a construct command, that is. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't, I don't want to give that, uh, that impression. Uh, this is more of a... Strong suggestion. Uh, an off-the-books. Yeah, strong suggestion, off-the-books type operation. Uh, I don't want to make you, give you the impression that we're here in a very, like, official or, um, certainly threatening capacity. Sofian, Bellamy, <clears throat> do you have a problem with these constructs? There's something about them you don't like? Um, well, uh, I think it is, like with everything unknown, uh, the more time we have with it, the better, but so much is still unknown about them. I mean, does the soul persist? Is the soul trapped? Um, many of us have been asked to um, just kind of put our religious beliefs down in the sake of continuation of humanity but I think people still question in the dark and in the light where do we go after and what do constructs have uh, to do with all of that so those are my thoughts does anyone want tea oh chamomile would be lovely nothing with caffeine for me thanks I only have um, these kind of English breakfast teas that we acquired recently um is that okay? It does have caffeine. See, sí. sounds lovely. 
I'm okay on tea, but as I said, you know, we're here in a uh, non-official capacity, so if you got like a little grappa or something, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't say no. A little something, a little something. Ugh. <laughs> just, just tea for the moment. Que vale, Malachi. <laughs> and, and she'll put some uh, logs into the uh, little fire furnace, a uh, little tea petal uh, just hovering above it. And then we have the room. <clears throat> um. Sorry, I might have come out uh, a little hot there. Eh. Non c'è problema. I feel like I feel like as this is a as we're playing Italians, you, you have to have uh, a camera going because you gotta get the you gotta get the, the yeah. Half it's of all it about the, the hand gestures, yeah. <laughs> the, the facial you, expressions. You just have to have yeah. in the yeah, just have it in the the, the cover art. For the <laughs> exactly. Podcast. There you go. Um, <laughs> just have everyone like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I would like to attempt to do kind of a subtle uh, interrogation here. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. I was go to. Ooh. Yeah. As we discussed earlier, maybe I can kind of like give the 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 eye thing to uh, Ooh, Bellamy, and maybe we we can do like a maybe we can RP the combined effort here. Uh, yeah, I like so, that. Uh, real quick, in ter- oh, so sorry. No, no, go, no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Um, in terms of a potential um, elixir that I could concoct, um, there's not anything like a like a truth serum or anything like that. Uh, I mean, the the truth serum would be the uh, modern equivalent, which is more so a uh, like an inebriation that lowers your uh, prohibitions and stuff like that. Uh, so, not exactly truth serum, but more so just kind of in the same way that drunkenness or something like that just kind of makes loose lips, um, something mm-hmm. like that. And is there mm-hmm. anything? Ab- so not exact science. Is there anything around the room that I could perceive to? Uh, maybe whip something up really quick. Like, does she have like poultices or herbs or anything like that on the walls? Oh heck yeah, yeah. She. So why don't you go ahead and uh, make that roll? Uh, obviously, it would be uh, I think for you gear, um, advanced medicine um, or uh, emergency neopharmacology. Um, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, that, I'm gonna that. go all out. I'm gonna play my Joker here. Ooh. Oh snap! All right. Boom. Epic success. This is the moment. I want to fuck this uh, bitch up. <laughs> Damn, wow. But for our Technofont uh, outside, why don't you go ahead and uh, give me a uh, perception roll? All right. So you were trained in it. It is a Steam roll. Um, so you get to play two cards. Um, I will say for this, you're just looking for one success, or there's one consequence that you have to deal with. Um, I have got an ace of clubs. There you Perfect. go. All right. Uh, so using that, uh, as the uh, architect is kind of pulling out uh, different little herbs, and even like underneath, like you know, some roots and stuff. Uh, are, are potentially uh, useful in this whole endeavor. Um, 
Are you making this a liquid or a, um, a kind of a gas? I was, or I was a, thinking like, like, a, like a, a powder that I could just, if she turns her head for a moment, just kind of sprinkle in her tea. <laughs> yeah. Oh and it's like, it's wild watching uh, the architect like pull things from her pocket and just make things happen. Uh, medicine as well as science has like advanced in the, the last couple of decades. Uh, far beyond our modern uh, means and just seeing this kind of science replicated it's very impressive to see uh, an architect who's passionate uh, in this case about drugging an old lady you know I think for the first time like a, a smile starts to creep up in the corner of her like she's now in her element and actually enjoying herself <laughs> this is my moment in the sun Stugats. <laughs> who, who, who did they send us out here with <laughs> See, it made a virioso. I'm, we're both, both uh, the two of us are just kind of like, like just like leaning yeah. back and watching you do your so, thing, kind of. Ooh, ooh. whoa, whoa, uh, with with, hey. the, with this kind of uh, tandem uh, team up for a uh, a card combination, are we allowed to discuss it beforehand, like what we're gonna play, or would it have to be like a blind thing? Uh, for this case, blind. Okay. Yeah. All right. And for our uh, our, our uh, technophile outside uh, looking about, you know, there's always you see the sun starting to creep over the old buildings uh, further out, um, which always kind of gives that little creepy feeling. Uh, of course, you have like a light on your uh, your armor uh, that you can click on, but. Uh, you remember and probably recall stories of several Technophons being caught outside in the dark and being um, is pretty much emptying out a turtle shell for the cannibal, just kind of scraping out the bits of meat and such and pulling them out from the uh, the carcass of the, the shell that protects uh, a Technophon. Um, these stories kind of uh, creep around the, the group and such. Um, but you get a, a feel like um, you're being watched and as you look around the moon is kind of shining down and you see um, via one of the cracks in this building that your companions have, are occupying uh, a little glint of light reflecting off of two pupils uh, staring down at you from a, a sliver of crack in that attic and then it's gone holy shit um, I, um, I move my face closer to this crack and see if I can see anything through it. So it's on the second, so the, the first floor and then the attic is on kind of oh, okay. occupied. It's above second. me. Yeah. Um, I, I turn on like a shoulder mounted light and I shine it up towards, um, that attic. Yeah. Um, you see kind of two fingers retract uh, from the kind of crack in the, the wood and then uh, there's no more movement from that area. Um, what do the fingers look like? Why don't you give me a, another perception test? Uh, see if you can kind of get the coloration. Yeah, um, I'll give you a three of clubs. There you go. Uh, so yeah, it it had that pale look that definitely speaks of a cadaver, uh, but not tanned. 
that is normally associated with the constructs. Alright, I will, um... I will hold, um... I'll, I'll, I'll kind of turn a bit of my attention towards the interior, like I'll crack open the door mm-hmm. and kind of like get their attention, but I will hold position um, and see how their actions play out. Excellent. Yeah, you crack open the door a little bit, notify the, the three inside. It's, it looks like the architect is doing different things, like in between this uh, woman kind of working on the tea, and every now and then she'll look back and like, you guys all just pause, and then she'll go back to the tea, and looks like she's making like toast and such for you guys. Aww. So I have, I have what I want to play here. Um, Alright. And as I right. as I, uh, I have it Set aside. And um, as I, I take a deep pull off the cigarette, you know, and I uh, hold it in for a second and I turn to like, I turn my body away from everyone else to blow it out the window. And as I do, I, I look over at Bellamy and kind of give, you know, the like a wink kind of thing. And I turn back around and. I say, uh, Sofian, uh, you know, uh, my mother, uh, God rest her soul, uh, before she passed away, she would always tell me about, you know, the saints, uh, everything, the, uh, how our immortal souls are so important in the, uh, in the grand scheme of things, how God has a plan for everybody's soul, all this stuff. After she died, I had a little trouble uh, really seeing that, you know? Maybe maybe it was uh, kind of living on the streets for a while. Maybe it was uh, seeing the kind of underbelly of society a little bit. Maybe, you know, like, seeing like, that. yeah, there's a value on life, but not so much on limb. Uh, I saw some, some not-so-great stuff. But it seems to me uh, you have a similar kind of uh, idea, maybe, about... Uh, the importance of uh, that spark, that uh, that uh, Bellamy, uh, help me out here. <clears throat> it's uh, I would say uh, the uh, appreciation for life, uh, the the desire to protect, preserve, to uh, to keep sacred. Yeah, the- yeah, the sacra familia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sacra Familia, si, esatto. I think what uh, my colleague here is trying to say is that uh, eh, maybe, maybe, Sofian, uh, there is something, there is something that is maybe driving you to make some decisions. And we want to say... Decision. And we want to say, like, we're not here to judge you, Okay. We're here to just figure some stuff out. See. All right, let's see your cards. I got a four of clubs. All right. Nice. All right, so a total of three successes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you, the first thing you notice as you guys are doing your interrogation um, is the whites of her knuckles as she uh, kind of picks up a, a tea uh, cup, a very fragile thing. Um, and you notice that she cracks it. Um, but she she does it in such like a, it's, it's very, very subtle, very, like there's a small crack in the tea uh, handle that, that you notice as you guys continue to speak and she brings the plate over and she takes this cup herself never like releasing the grip though she has relaxed the knuckles upon it the, the whites of it uh, so she's relaxed a little bit as she kind of hands out the tea to you three individuals um another thing uh you notice uh for your your second success um is there's definitely a, a kind of torrent, a torrent of um, emotions that she's keeping uh, inside, uh, especially when you mention um, you're not here to judge. Um, you can kind of see her jaw clench uh, ever so slightly, uh, her eyes kind of meeting yours. Um, and then the uh, third success, uh, especially for this wonderful endeavor, um, is that as you guys are, are chatting, uh, you notice that a little bit of dust uh, falls from the ceiling, like the wooden beams above you, um, as if something moved. Uh, so just a slight bit of dust, but no sound. Um, can I say that when I got probably their attention that I indicated that I, I saw something up in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Sofian, what, uh, what do you have? What do you have upstairs? Raccoons. They tend to infest the, uh, buildings, uh, every now and then. Something I'm dealing with, I assure you, but you don't need to worry. Um, I have personally cleaned by hand each of these teacups. Of course, of course. Grats. I take the cup and I, I make a motion to, um, to uh, Malachi upstairs. Yeah. So, um, our dear architect, if you would like... Um, it doesn't look like you have an exact skill to try to uh, drug her, but this would be a uh, a steel uh, play. Um, and forgive me. Remind me what okay. steel? What steel? Uh, diamonds? blind pick. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Uh, all right. Um for for flavor, um I think I think uh, Antigone kind of makes her way to the the wall of um mm -hmm. uh like the the apothecary wall as it were and she's just like oh, I always have found these fascinating. Do tell me what each of them does in in hopes that she can kind of sidle up while she's explaining and whoop, dip it in. Yeah, she she does. She kind of comes up and she's like, you know, this, uh, when ingested, mm. is, um, can cause diarrhea, inflammation of the intestines. Uh, this right here just 
uh, it's killed many a people before uh, our time. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Oh, there you go. Uh, so that is not a oh, diamond. No. It's not That's a not diamond. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> It's you know it's it's still done with uh, a sense of dexterity, but you you notice her eye follows your hand. Um, Say uh, diarrhea and and maybe it kills you. Is that a uh, Bellamy? Is that what that's what your wife uses, right? That's uh that's a favorite spice, I think. Hey, uh, uh, that's good. That's so there. Uh, ha ha, Malachi, you'll pay for that. Uh, too bad, you you're no longer invited to dinner. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> okay. We obviously see this whiff take place. Yeah, it's it's kind of just a, a she just a little bit of speck into the the tea, and you notice that. Um, yeah, Sofian's kind of looking at the tea, and then back at the architect, she picks up the tea and smells it. You know this particular tea. Um, I brewed for a little bit longer. Uh, I prepared it uh, in a very special way. Sugar and cream and all of that. Would you like a taste? Oh. Kali? Um, I am unfortunately lactose intolerant, but thank you so much for your ever so kind offer. Oh, it's uh, non-dairy creamer. Oh, I take everything for I see. So you're not here to judge. She places the teacup back down. So we are. Uh, so what are you here? We're here to find out, Sophia. We're here to find out. Listen, like clearly, this is not raccoons upstairs. Clearly, there's something going on here. Let me tell you, when I say my head's pounding, it's fucking pounding right now. Okay. Like, it, it's, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I don't want a problem. I don't want paperwork. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything, but maybe get, get a nice, uh, a nice thin, thin, real thin steak and a little bit of maybe like a Pomodoro, a light Pomodoro. That's all. That's all I want today. I want to go home. Okay. Without a problem. So... The sooner we can get all this straightened out, the sooner we know what's going on upstairs, the sooner you tell us what's going on and, and, we, and we find out it's not a problem, the sooner everybody's happy. Okay? Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Ay ay ay. Yeah, so not <laughs> trained in it, so just one <laughs> card. Of course, you're looking for flesh. Hearts. Right. Flesh hearts, baby. Okay. All right. All One right. Consequence associated with it. So not too bad. Okay. Well, then I got the perfect card for it. Excellent. Yeah. She reaches out her hand to take yours. And I take it. You'd like. You'd like to see what's in my attic. Uh, my eyes go up. Uh, my eyebrows go up. Excuse me. I, I look <laughs> over at Antigone. I look over at uh, Bellamy. Uh, if I can see uh, Judas out the window, uh, maybe I give him a little look too, and I say, "Yeah, um, you know, I really do. I really do want to know what's going on upstairs, but maybe 
maybe we all stay down here and, uh, you know, just out of economy of movement, it makes more sense for whatever's upstairs to come down here rather than all of us go upstairs. You know, I, uh, I'm so comfy down here. I'm so comfortable. You've created such a comfortable ambiance in here. That'd be difficult to do, um, Captain. And she starts blowing out the candles on the second, or on the first floor. So there's a candle on the, the dining table that she blows out, then she blows out two in the, the kitchen. Um, so this place just kind of gets a little bit darker. Come, Captain, let's go. Each and every one of you, if you are curious, we can settle this right here and now. It's a little journey upstairs. Friend Warlock, might you head this little jaunt up the stairwell? Um... Could I even fit uh, up up into the attic? Yeah, the the armor is bulky, but it just kind of puts more uh, weight in. It doesn't make you like uh, too encumbered to move through a building. Cool. Yeah. Um. If uh. Yeah. If if they come out and get me, I'll like give one final sweep around the uh, area around the horizon, and then I'll kind of duck in and uh, be like, all right. And I kind of crack my knuckles and I say, let's see what you're hiding up there. If it's all the same, I think maybe I'll stay downstairs and uh, just to watch the front door and uh, outside, just to make sure nothing comes up behind us. Malika, is that quite all right? That sounds, uh, that sounds okay. That sounds okay. Uh, I'll say it one more time. Maybe you don't have any grappa. Maybe you got a Nonino. You got a little Amaro. You got a little uh, a Fernet. Something. A little something. Might I remind you, you are on the job. Might I remind you, I don't work for you, lady. Okay. So relax. Okay. Jeez I don't Louise. know how. All right. Neil All right. Neil. Maybe maybe two. Maybe two Amaros. There's nothing here that. So he, he once again he takes the uh, I take the flask out I take a little sip out of the flask I hold it out to Antigone. Uh, it's a uh, chin chin. Yeah. <laughs> I look at the flask. I look at the stairs. I look at the flask. I look at the stairs. I take the flask. <laughs> <laughs> and I drink for a, a, a hot second. <clears throat> Say, okay. Well, that's um, <clears throat> That's quite good. Thank you. Glad you <laughs> liked it. Yeah. So, taking your hand, uh, she will lead you upstairs. Um, I assume with the uh, techno font kind of by them, uh, watching out for any sort of danger. Uh, it's kind of a trap door as she pushes it up and open. Um, the attic has kind of the very uh, has cracks in the the wood and seems the only light peering in is the, the moonlight um different hay stacks and uh and such all around the whole floor is covered in, in hay um as she leads you up into this place i uh i take out my little like zippo are they, um, style hmm, lighter large or just regular size are they living or I think we uh, move past the um, curtain of the raccoon. 
What you're about to see is a miracle, I think. Miracle born of tragedy, maybe. I'll let you be the judge. Oh, Your God. hand. Can't wait! And she'll she'll lead um dear captain over to a silhouetted uh image of a person um kind of hunched over with hair dark and black um covering the face and looking down um she takes your hand and moves it to touch uh the face of this person Clammy and cold, and uh, as she's um, she's doing it, I I I light a I light another cigarette, um, and I kind I I keep the the Zippo open and burning, and if there's like a little like table or a box or something, I I set it down there, kind of standing up, uh, still burning, to provide a little bit uh, more illumination, and I I switch the cigarette uh, to my left hand and. As I kind of like am, you know, maybe like the the more eagle-eyed among us may, might see a little tremor there in the left hand holding the cigarette. Maybe it's not uh, booze withdrawal. Maybe it's uh, something else. And uh, I, uh, as I uh, kind of uh, brush this uh, <coughs> creature's um, face, yeah. And with that, when you, um, as you get closer, you notice more of these little flies buzzing around. One of them catches on fly, fire and kind of spizzles out on the ground. Um, and as you get closer, there's almost like a little cloud of these uh, little bugs uh, moving about this person's face. Um, the light uh, shows off a, um, a corpse, uh, slack-jawed. Uh, but with a smile on its face, uh, its eyes have been replaced with um, mirrors, kind of uh, sewn and etched into the eye sockets. Um, so you see yourself reflected uh, with the flame in these kind of smiling face of, of mirrors. Um, the rest of the body is well put together and clothed. Uh, there's some signs of decomposing around the neck. Um, and a little bit of movement underneath the skin, uh, some worm of some sort. Um, probably not understanding the delicateness <laughs> of um, this situation. Um, as I come up into the attic, I prepare for like a full sweep. So I cl- click on my yeah. <laughs> um, shoulder lamp and start to boof, do a sweep around the room. And once it uh, shines on... Um, Malachi and uh, is it is it a like a, a child? Uh, no, it's a um, looks like a, a man of about thirty years of age. Okay, um, and as the light catches, and then these two bright reflective eyes, yeah, kind of uh, shines shine back at you, shine back at me. I'm like, holy fuck, get back! <laughs> um, and I put my hand out for um the architect to stand to stay back and uh i absolutely do (laughs) without really turning around without making any really sudden movements kind of just isolated to the hand i i kind of okay jude okay warlock okay uh everybody take a breath here um let's keep it 
Keep it cool. Uh, Sofian, what are we looking at here? His name was Jose. Charmaine and I were married. Unfortunately, the more he dived into the science of the dead, the more I lost him, and this man filled the hole that he left. Um, a few months ago, he was found uh, in the river. Much of his body parts dismantled and surgically removed. Instead of turning him in, I brought him here. Okay, listen, we're gonna we're gonna gloss over the fact that that is a very serious offense. Okay, that that keeping a corpse uh, away from the authorities that's a very serious offense. But we're we're not. That's not why we're here. Okay? That's not why we came here. That's not what we're here for. Um, and I, I take a deep, 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 deep draw off that cigarette. And I want to look uh, to see kind of which, which body parts. I know you said he's clothed, but if I, can, if I can tell, like, the body parts that are missing and thinking back to Charmaine in the, the office, because... You described him as having, like, surgically mm -hmm. attached body parts, right? Is there a correspondence there? Is there? Yeah, you can kind of see, like, uh, some cuts and such on his clothes, which reveal kind of these sewn-in uh, uh, patterns that are reminiscent of Charmaine's. Okay, so yeah, I've got this hunch that Charmaine killed this guy. Charmaine took body parts from this guy and put them onto himself. Uh, am I seeing any evidence that backs that hunch up? Yeah, 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 it's just, fuck, okay, Katzel, uh, okay, um, okay, okay, um, I, I call up, I go, hey, Malachi, uh, everything okay? I say, uh, yeah, Bellamy, yeah, I think so, I think so, everything, uh, I think everything's okay, uh, we're gonna come back downstairs then, uh, right now, okay? We're gonna come back downstairs. And I, I look at, um, I look at Antigone, I look at, uh, Judas, like, uh, okay, and if it's okay with them, I look at, uh, Charmaine, I say, if it's okay with you, uh, I think now we can go back downstairs and we can, uh, I think we learned everything we needed to learn up here, we can go back downstairs, we can, we can finish talking, okay? Start to talk about. It sounds like my former husband sent you here. You have a decision to make. And that's the decision I want to talk to you about. I'd like you to make it right now. Malachi, in all due respect, it is our job to take care of this. I know that well, morally, you might be having some sort of, you know, internal struggle here because obviously uh, the man who sent us to do this is not uh, perhaps the best guy. But to keep 
an animated corpse uh, in your attic without any sort of... Uh, this is dangerous. Yeah, 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 Jude, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying we need to talk about, okay? That's what I'm saying we need to talk about. All right? There's kind of there's 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 fires within fires here. There's wheels within wheels, okay? This guy Charmaine, he sent us here. He's the one. Look, look, and I point on on uh, on this guy's body. I I point. I say, look. You remember? Do you remember? Charmaine's body? The cuts, the parts, the missing parts. You see this? Okay, I think we we got some shit to talk about before we like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not operating from a moral high ground here, I'm watching from a, I'm operating from a watching my fucking ass... ground, okay? We, we know he did something wrong. We know he did something wrong, we know he sent us here to take care of it. Why the fuck did he pick us? A drunk... A, a fucking, a stick in the mud... This prig, and, and you, dummy. Why do you think he picked us to come out here to handle this? It was a work order, I'm like sorry. you said. Wrong place, yeah. wrong time. Kid, 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 come on. Is your head as thick as the helmet? Use, use, use your head. Think about this. Think about this. Why did he send us? Who the fuck are we? Why would we be sent here to handle this that clearly, clearly, it's him. He's behind this. Listen, now we're out here. Listen, I'm fine letting this lady alone. She hasn't done anything wrong. But if you want to take this fight back, or if you want to leave this corpse just living up here in the attic, I don't know if I can go along with that. All I'm saying is I want to talk. All I'm saying is I want to talk about it, okay? I want to figure it out. I don't want to rush into this. Not, we're not talking about careers here, we're talking about lives getting ended. I okay? shut off my light and I storm back down the steps. He, he passes me, because I'm on my way up to see what's going on. And probably, like, shoulders me out of the way. <clears throat> Good gods. These, these, what is this fucking guy? So I come upstairs and, uh, Take in what's uh what's what what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's as described, but it's kind of uh the the techno font goes downstairs. Um, you feel um your your captain um Sophian places her. She kind of squeezes your hand. Um. And all three of you guys who are still up there, who can kind of see, uh, so everyone except for the, the Technofont, uh, and maybe even the, the Technofont, uh, I'll, I'll throw you in there too. It'll just be a little bit more difficult. Um, give me a perception test. And perception is Steam? Mm-hmm. Steam. Steam. I, can I just opt out? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can always be like, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm saving my cards. All right. Hey, I actually uh, I have a question for you, Mitch. I have a face card. Mm -hmm. Which um, one sorry. is it? It's the queen. It's in my hand, All and right. I'm just wondering how. Uh... So that equals on your sheet a two of spades. Oh, I see. Okay. Ah, there it is. Cool. Well, anyway, I play this. Excellent. All right. Excellent. So we all play a spade. Yeah. All right. So that's one success for everyone. Uh, all right. Um, 
you see her hand move to the back of uh, her lover's neck, um, and there is a slight kind of uh, almost like um, hearing a uh, a round go round like a carousel. That little mechanisms underneath and, and such like that that you hear very softly start to to build. I run forward and turn it off. You run forward. Uh, go ahead and give me a test then. Uh, I think uh, necro-neurological programming works perfectly, so you're looking yeah. for gear. Uh, how about you other two? <laughs> um, I think it's... I, 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 I step a little bit. I step back. I... There's no other point of egress but the uh, but the the trap door, right? Mm-hmm. I I take a step towards the trap door. Yeah. I mean, I'm bewildered. I'm I'm like just seeing all of this for the first time. I see Antigone like leap forward and see Malachi step back. And I just pull out my uh, one of my. I think I have a truncheon, my club. Mm-hmm. I just whip that out, and I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, like ready ready for. Something. Anything. Can I sweet talk her? Like, in, in, like, kind of put my hand, or try to slip my hand under hers, look deep into her eyes and say, So, uh, you can do a persuasion check. Uh, the difficulty will be a little bit more. Uh, we'll say for, if you just want to do the uh, the programming that will be one uh, success of gear. If you're doing persuasion, uh, it'll be two consequences for success. But persuasion is hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will. I will play a seven. Uh, well, you can just play one of them because seven doesn't get you another. Oh, I see. So two hearts for two successes. My mind. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um. All right. Yeah, she. You 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 slip that hand uh, in there in, in between, um, and you you feel her her breathing heavily. Can you just leave us alone? I'm not going to hurt you. I just I don't want this story to conclude in the manner that I know it will. Sofian. Life is for the living. There's so little of us left. Life is for the dead. There is so little of us left. We should be able to choose how we die. We shouldn't have to persist just because they tell us to. I am old and I am tired. I have not gotten any of the treatments to extend my life. My organs are failing. I am sick and I am tired. Antigone sighs and backs away. I, uh... Listen, I don't think anybody here uh, woke up this morning thinking this is how this day was gonna go. But... I think that the whole the let bygones be bygones, the the let's let's forget about this ship has sailed. 
They know we're here. They know you're here. They sent us here. There's gonna be more consequences. If we leave, more people come. We get... Honestly, I don't know what the fuck happens to us in this situation. I'm not... I... I, I shoulda... I shoulda kept drinking last night. You know? Every time I, uh... I, I wish I hadn't drank so much. Last night I wish I drank a little bit more. But, uh... Things is... Things are what they are. And, um... We got... We got some stuff to figure out now, at this point. So... Look. Leave him here. Let's... Go downstairs. Let's talk about this. Let's figure out the easiest solution to this, okay? Where, where, no, where nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets... Hurt. Make a persuasion test. Flesh? Yeah, this is gonna be a difficult one. There's three consequences associated with it. Um. Okay, well, in that case, I've got two cards left. Oh, shit, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, could we say this is reasoning? No. No, that's more right. like... Yeah, 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 okay, this is... Uh, Alright, so I can, I can play one card. You can always blind pick two. Oh, and I can blind pick another. Or well, I've got. I mean, I've got my jack of hearts here. Right. So your well, your jack. Because uh, uh, remember the the face cards represent. Okay, so your jack Equal is six, six yeah. uh, of hearts. Perfect. So you got one success there. Um. It, it looks like a, a decision has been made. Um. Looking at her, you know that. Kind of talking uh, there's so much kind of darkness in her eyes that uh, almost a a sadness of destiny made manifest by every step forward that um, trying to convince her to, to chat it out is is not impossible but you can see that at least your words have and in in accordance with kind of the the architect speaking as well that there's enough compassion to respect your lives as well. Um, there's a finality to her look that suggests that she might have a, a way out. Um, that is death. And the pause is kind of giving you the amount of time to leave. Picking up on this, I... I look at, uh, I look at Bellamy, I look at Antigone, uh, Jude is already downstairs, so, I say, okay, 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 listen, um, take a minute, alright, take some time, take the time you need, we're gonna go downstairs, okay, I, uh, we're gonna go downstairs, we're gonna give you the time you need, when you're ready, uh, we'll be outside, okay? We'll be in the yard, okay? Take this. She takes off uh, her locket and hands it uh, to you. I take it, and I say, um, thank you. I, uh, 
Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. We'll be in the yard. Yeah. So you guys all head down outside and back into the moonlight. As they come out, um, <laughs> I'm outside. I'm using just the little scraps of the bacon, egg, and cheese that I still have. And the dog <laughs> is kind of like playing with me, jumping up on my armor as they come out. And I give them a kind of curious look as they come out. And I give the kind of like, uh, yeah, uh, Judas, give it a second there, Warlock, okay? Yeah, just give it a, give it a second. And, um... Start walking over towards Warlock. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think Antigone is like quietly starting to cry. Yeah. So everyone, give me a steel test. This is to dodge. Last card, baby. <laughs> yeah. So dexterity uh, or is athletics. Three of diamonds. Yeah. There you oh, go. I got a four. Clubs. That's all you got. <laughs> can I can I draw uh, uh, blind draw again? No. <laughs> Not unless you're trained nope. uh, in athletics or. Uh, all right. Uh, so um, as you guys are, are coming out, there is a concussive like explosion from the attic. Uh, like a, a frag grenade just went off. Uh, bits of the 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 roof uh, with its wood shoot out. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, the architect, you get smacked by one of these pieces of, of wood, which kind of, uh, like, cracks open a little bit your, your head, so there's a little bit of bleeding, but <sighs> nothing too bad. Um, mechanically, this is your first trauma to steal, um, which, right, for the first trauma, is just a narrative cue that more would be worse if you receive, like, even more, it would be a minus one success for all steel uh, challenges from here on out, cumulative cool. until you die. Um, so that's kind of wow. how health works in, in this game. So right now it's just a narrative cool. cue, no penalties, but you kind of have like blood uh, dripping from your, your head as you guys, the rest of you are able to just kind of respond and get cover. Uh, maybe even one of you grabbing the dog uh, for for safety as well. Like, yeah, yeah. instead of grabbing the architect, I <laughs> we're, we're like, it's the dog, right? <laughs> like pieces just bounce off of your oh, armor. Yeah. Oh, Antigone immediately regrets not yeah. petting it really. It's <laughs> like this is absolutely going to scot. Yeah, and it's it's quiet. Uh, you see the wilderness not too far. Kind of arches of the buildings uh, twisted in with the woods and vines. Uh, there's a little bit of birds kind of responding to the noise flying out from the wilderness uh, through the sky above you. I, uh. Mio Dio. Having left my lighter up there like a real idiot, I, uh, I, I take out a cigarette and I'm like, patting my pockets. And uh, I look over and I see the, the, the piece of wood that, that struck Antigone and it's smoldering a little bit. I, I pick it up and I yeah. light my cigarette and I, I sit down like on the, on the stone, on the, or the, like lean back against the fence. And I say, uh, we should stay in touch. See, uh, <laughs> I have a feeling the... This is not something we'll, uh... Oh, 
well, let's just say we'll figure it out tonight. Um, surveying the uh, kind of demolished home, I look at everybody and I kind of shrug and I go, well, that was easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> let's, let's head back. This. And I kind of uh, start to <laughs> walk back towards the citadel. This fucking kid. Keeping the dog on my trail with yeah. a little bit of yeah. meat. Yeah. <laughs> I think Antigone has, um, she has like one of those little, uh, like, little white, uh, like, kerchiefs. Yeah. And she's like unfolded it and is just pressing it to her head and she's going to sidle it to Bellamy and she's like, <clears throat> is there more in that flask? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, this I I had a feeling this was gonna be a two flask day, so I I pull out my my backup flask and uh, I, I I hand it to Antigone. She she drinks heavily and her shoulders kind of relax a bit and she just kind of sighs deeply and slumps back into the carriage. And yeah, so you guys will have <laughs> to walk as as you get close to the carriage, and this is probably why the Technophon just started walking back. Uh, but the the body of the horse uh, is obliterated. There's like bits of wood uh, <laughs> oh, that have cleared right through it uh, in part of its head. It's just kind of hanging by a couple of sinews and, and bone. Um, it's definitely not usable. Uh, yeah. I, I walk up to uh, Malachi, or actually to Antigone and I. I ask, I reach out for the flask, and I'm like, well, it looks like we might be spending the night here. I hope everybody brought a toothbrush. <laughs> chin, chin. 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 <laughs> I think it's a ma- I think for Bellamy and I, just, it's like, kind of, still sort of like, what, what the fuck just happened kind of thing, you know? I, I, so it's a, like a, yes, a cheerful demeanor, but like also like, Okay, now, 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 what? Like we're we're stuck in this place. Takes a you know a sip of the flask, hands it back to Malachi, and kind of just like, you know, what the fuck? K K fucking console. Yeah. I mean, I I you know we obviously we've got our equipment with us, but uh, are we equipped to ha- to like last a night? I see. I think that's more of like a. I, I'd look to warlock. And I say, so, Warlock, have you spent a night outside of the city walls recently? <laughs> because it looks like we might be doing that tonight, huh? I wouldn't recommend it, but, uh, yeah, if, uh, you want to. What's our, uh, what, other, what other options do we have here? Want and need to are two very different yeah. variables. You guys know uh, even though it took like an hour to get to this location past the town, you could probably get back there like about two hours um, just walking. So you could find some comfort in the little town that's not too far from here. Okay. So Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say with an explosion like of this size, uh, you know, nothing too dangerous, but might be attracting some scavengers, some kind of things like that. It'd be best if we cleared off. The exhaustion you feel tomorrow is going to be much better than anything you feel fighting off a bunch of uh, 
rogue constructs or scavengers tonight. Yeah, and as, as you say that, you can see a couple more birds kind of uh, come up from the, the tree line in the wilderness if something was, was moving. I flick my cigarette. <laughs> say, uh, I think the kid has the uh, the right of this. Maybe we, uh, <clears throat> we, we tell this story walking, huh? See. So you guys start heading back to the town, kind of reminiscing. This might come as a surprise, but I'm not good at roughing it. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, walking back with kind of the weight of what just happened uh, upon your shoulders. Uh, you, you do remember you you have the locket, right? Uh, and kind of out of curiosity opening said locket you do see um uh, a little map of um what looks like a, a town as well as several places marked with almost like a, a little bloody thumbprint story hook yeah i just gonna close the locket and like drop it under my shirt <clears throat> yeah, let's uh let's get to town, guys. And with that, we end the session. Man. Woo! Oh, that was so much so fun. Good. That was so cool. Mitchell, thank you so much. Yeah. I wanna play more. Yeah. Dude, that was, oh, so yeah. Great. That was a lot of fun. That was it's awesome. So good. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a pleasure. <laughs> Damn. Oh, this this is a this is a yeah. problem. This yeah. is a problem. I wanna just do this <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Feel the weight of it. Yeah. <laughs> what uh Oh, it's so dark. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Speaking of dark, let me turn a light on it. Like the sun. I know, right? It's like oh, you're yeah. getting into it. We're yeah. in the attic. <laughs> yeah, we're in that. We're in bats. I love bedroom. the. Uh, I love the card mechanic. I love the. I love the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, oh, it's it, it's. I always have so much fun running it, and like just the the smoothness of it. Yeah, it's. I'm tooting my own. Hey, home. man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all it great no, stuff, dude. <laughs> It's worth tooting, bro. Yeah. No, it was so fun. Uh, yeah. Toot away, dude. This was this was a treat. Yeah, I, I can imagine how how much like when the intensity of like getting into combat oh, yeah. and yeah more more like dire situations would really yeah like, like if we drawing. had more if we had more time that would have led to to combat yeah. which especially with like cards being where they were right. at would be would a very a like difficult. Yeah, having to take a, an action, trying to rebreathe and, and gain some sort of semblance of yeah. control. Um, but, uh, mm -hmm. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, dude. <laughs>